Hello, everybody. Harland Williams here. Welcome to another special one-off of the Harland Highway podcast. I do them from time to time just to keep all of us amused, you and me and everyone in the spirit world. Uh, What a show we have today. Uh, Aunt Ruthie left a message. Uh, I don't know what she's going to go on about today, but apparently she left a message on the voicemail here at the studio, so we'll be listening to that. And then a very important Harland Highway question of the day today concerning women and their buttocks, as Forrest Gump would say. That's right, their buttocks. Um, also, I hear we're getting a call from Boy George, the pop, the British pop superstar sensation. So I guess he's calling in from somewhere. I'm worried about that because he's usually drunk. And then also a crazy news story involving fishing and prostitution and cancel culture. It's going to be wild. And then uh, also I'm going to round the show out with some announcements. At the end of the show, I have a new book that just came out. And at the beginning of the show, you're going to hear about my uh, stand-up comedy gigs and some other cool stuff. So get your eyes straightened, put your helmet on. Here we go. This is the Harland Highway. (laughs) You just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend! Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy! Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway. And you know what? I'm, I'm doing something I don't normally do right out of the gate. Normally, I save this to the end of the show. But I've realized over the years that most of you tune out of this show after about four or five minutes. So you, so you never hear this. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know what you do. You come in with all your hopes and expectations way up here, way up high, thinking, oh, this will be a great podcast. And then I start to open my mouth and within two and a half to three minutes, you bail, right? You're out playing golf. You're training a seal. You're driving through a red light. You're smashing a a golf cart through a Walmart. I I don't know what you do, you freaks. But I'm going to plug some of my my events right out of the gate so you can't get away from them. And then you can start to listen to the podcast, and then you can bail. But you'll already have these events stuck in your head, so I got you. Yeah, I I got you. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, But seriously, I have some really cool stand-up comedy gigs coming up that I want to mention. March 11th and 12th, I'm going to be in a new market. I've never played this place. It's Corpus Christi, Texas. Just the name, Corpus Christi. It sounds like a a salad dressing or something. Yes, waiter, could I get some more Corpus Christi on my Caesar? Oh, you only put it on cobs? Well, then can I get some... uh, Anyways, I'm at the uh, the Mesquite Street Comedy Club, March 11th and 12th. It's a weekend, so no excuses. Mesquite Street Comedy Club, Corpus Christi, March 11th and 12th. 
Go to harlandwilliams.com to get tickets, and uh, we're going to have a blast. I have a great opening act. My my friend Nick Hoff, who's a great comic in his own right, so you can have a, a really solid show. And then uh, two weeks later, I'm going to be in uh, just outside of Phoenix, Texas, right in the suburbs, at a place called the Santan Brewing Co. And that's uh, March 25th and 26th. Two shows only, Friday and Saturday, the Santan Brewing Co., um, March 25th and 26th. So for both those gigs, please go to harlandwilliams.com and check it out. And then my last little plug, well, I still have you. <laughs> At least I hope I do. My hand-drawn T-shirts are going berserk. People are loving them, and I don't want you to miss out on them, but I created a new website just so people could to, could get the shirts. These are shirts that I, I draw directly onto uh, T-shirts. I, I do drawings right onto T-shirts and, and sell them. So you have an original piece of artwork you can wear. And the website is called harbling.com. So it's the first three letters of my name, Harland, Har, and then bling, harbling.com. And check it out, man. And if, if there's not an original shirt there that you love, um, you can write us at Harbling, and we will make it available to you as a print for like a fraction of the cost. So if you don't get the original, you can get a print. So there you go. I snuck in my announcements. Got ya. But uh, and more than that, I hope I see you at uh, some of these shows. Uh, so now let's kick it off. No more dilly-dallying. No more beating around the, the blueberry bush. Roger, let's start the show with a very important question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. And here it is. It's, it's oh so important, this question. <sighs> what is happening to women's asses? Uh-huh, does that does that grab your attention? What what is happening to women's asses? And here's what's happening, I'll tell you, but I'm still a bit confounded. The folks at Lululemon or Yoga World United or Pilates.com or I want a perfect ass.org or whoever's making them. I don't know women's fashion, so I don't know where they're coming from, but have you seen kind of the latest round of women's workout pants? I don't know if you want to try and call them track pants or sweat pants or yoga pants or workout pants, but you know what I'm talking about. They're very tight. Okay, they're very tight around the legs from the ankles up to the legs, but but they're doing something that I've never seen pants do before. And part of this is good and part of it is bad. But now these pants, these stretchy exercise pants, they pretty much follow the contour of the naked butt like to wherever it goes. So basically shorts and 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 sweatpants from the past, you know, they, they had a, a seam that went down where the butt crack is. But th those seams didn't venture into the Grand Canyon, okay? They, they didn't creep into the butt crack. Now, holy Lipton soup and a side order of curly fries, 
These pants crawl up butts deeper than a proctologist with Vaseline on his gloves. I mean, are, are you kidding me? The, these yoga pants or whatever they are, girls, they are following the contour of your buttocks, your butt crack. It's going all the way in. I mean, the material's going so far in, it becomes dark. It fades to black. I can't. It goes so far up the butt crack, and not just like the whole of the butt crack. I'm talking the whole line of the butt crack, from from the top of your waist, from the the uh, the pelvic girdle, all the way down past the butthole, down under where it meets, you know, Lady Marmalade or whatever you call your JJ these days. I don't know. But the material goes right in, almost as if it, the, the material's growing right out of your butt crack. And then I also think the material is sort of like, it, it's sort of stretchy, but it's tight. So what it's doing is it's forming the perfect buttock on every woman who puts these, these miraculous pants on, these ass miracle pants, I should call them. So, so the the the, uh, the 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 texture or the uh, the I don't know what it is the the density of the material is strong enough that it can it can take whatever's in your pants, whatever shape your ass is in, these pants like mold it so that it looks like you have a ten out of ten ass, and it it it. It follows the curvature. It goes up into the crack. It's almost like uh, it's almost like looking at a naked ass, but in different colors: pink, blue, green, yellow, red, like the colors of any fabric. And here's the good and the bad. the The good side is, holy smokes, does it look freaking hot? It's very provocative, very sexy, very revealing. All that stuff. But at the same time, I'm seeing it on girls that, wait a minute, the rest of the body ain't matching that 10 out of 10 butt. Like those pants are squeezing that butt into the perfection zone. But once you creep outside of the butt real estate, I mean, you've got uh, Chef Boyardee, you've got Denny's, you've got IHOP, you've got... You've got uh, Merry Calendars. You've got uh, you've got the House of Pies. I mean, you've you've got stuff that isn't being squeezed by the miracle ass jeans or whatever they are. You've you've got you've got real life. You got you got this these pants that create this illusion of the perfect ass, but unfortunately, there isn't enough fabric to do the whole body. So you ladies are kind of, some of you who don't have the goods are creating a bit of an illusion and I don't know, is that what you want to do? You, you got to remember ladies, here's, here's the pitfall of wearing the perfect ass jeans or whatever they're called. The pitfall is that eventually if you use those genes to lure a man or help attract a man or a mate or whatever you're with 
Don't forget, those pants eventually have to come off. And if when they come off, it looks like someone jumping out of a birthday cake, there's an explosion, and it's like an airbag going off in a, in a front-end collision. If it's just like, Poosh, and you knock your guy through the drywall when your ass comes out to play, uh, that ain't going to fly. It may look pretty in the panties, but it ain't so pretty out under the, uh, the arena lights. So just be careful what, uh, what you're putting out there because, uh, you know, it's like ordering on Amazon. You know, sometimes you, you see something on Amazon, you go, oh, that's, 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 uh, that's a good price. I'll order that. And you get it, and you, you suddenly the packaging is uh, made in China, and the spelling's wrong. You know, it says, you enjoy product we like make for you. It, fun, flashlight, glow dark, it, it does. And then you pull it out of the box, and you go, uh-oh. And you realize it's cheap, and it's not what it was in the picture on Amazon, and you realize you probably got screwed. And you didn't get what you really thought you were paying for. And that's the problem you're going to have with the perfect miracle-ass jeans. Is, you know, you can't wear them when you're making love. You can't wear them when you're uh, rolling around naked. So you better make sure you're not misrepresenting too much. Um... But the upside is, you know, it can be really nice as a man to, to look at the, the shapely buttocks of a woman. Um, and if you're sitting there going, oh, well, that's such a misogynist thing to say. You're sexualizing. Well, hold on there, Bronco Billy. Let me ask this, this question within the question of the day. If women are so worried about being over-sexualized and looked at and, and being regarded as sex objects, then let me ask you this, ladies. Why are you wearing clothes that pretty much show us every contour of your butt? Okay? I think if you were the last woman on planet Earth, you wouldn't be wearing those around. But you're wearing them around because you know there's men at the gym and there's men at the street and you want to show them what you got. So when you wear stuff like that and we look, don't call us like horny, sexy pigs. Because you put out the dinner plate and we're looking at the meal, okay? Um, so I don't know. I, that's my question of the day. What the hell is going on with, with asses? I've never seen this kind of ass revolution before. It's got its pros and its cons, and uh, it's just got my eyes bouncing. The Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. The children were nestled snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. We're sorry. You have reached a number the that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this I'm sorry. But the person you called has a voice mailbox. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello, Angel Pops. 
Oh my God, what am I, is this an answering machine, or what am I talking to? Hello? Oh, Angel Pops, it's your Aunt Rusey calling from Rochester, New York. How are you, Angel Puff Lips? Oh my goodness, I never know how these machines work, but I think I'm talking to somebody, Angel Pops. Oh my goodness, it's your Aunt Rusey from Rochester. I was just checking in to see how you're doing down there in the Hollywoods, making your televisions and your movies and all the fun things that you do, Angel. We miss you so much. Your Uncle Harry and I are up here and the snow just hasn't left the ground yet. It's just everything's cold and chilly and you you know, your Uncle Harry goes out in the, uh, to shovel the driveway and, you know, <laughs> his lips get so chapped and cold it looks like, you know, he, it's like he dug up a mummy from the Egyptian desert that has, you know, psoriasis all over her fucking face. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to swear, Angel, but I get... Anyway, speaking of your Uncle Harry, oh my goodness, Angel Pops, you know, Uncle Harry's teeth have been getting used. I think that they're kind of like when the sun goes down, it gets darker and darker, and suddenly it's midnight, and your Uncle Harry's teeth over the years have gotten so black, brown, and orange, it looks like, you know, a Baskin-Robbins had a refrigerator accident, and, you know, their ice cream cooler broke down, and all the uh, 31 flavors melted together, for Christ's sake. I mean, your Uncle Harry's teeth look like, you know, a little boy vomited on the ground after getting off the swirling teacups at Disneyland, for God's sake, Angel, but... Oh, so I sent him over to the medical building. This was four days ago. You'd think it would be easy, but with your Uncle Harry, everything's a nightmare. He makes everything so difficult. It's like trying to watch a child with no arms do a Rubik's Cube, for Christ's sake. I mean, can you imagine those pink, fleshy stubs just trying to twirl the colored square around? You know, that thing would fly up in the air like a dolphin playing with a beach ball, for Christ's sake, down at SeaWorld. And by the way, Angel, do you remember when you were just nine years old, your Uncle Harry and I, we took you to the aquarium? Do you remember the aquarium over here in Rochester, New York? Oh, my goodness. And you stood at the jellyfish tank with your little freckle face. I'll never forget. Your eyes are full of wonderment. And I saw you watch the jellyfish. All the, you know, they just go up and down and back and forth like, you know, a, a bag of retards at a mental store or something, for Christ's sake. But, you know, they don't do much, the jellyfish. But you stood there mesmerized like you were looking at Dolly Parton's breasts flapping in a, you know, in a windstorm, for God's sake, little angel puff. But anyways, angel, enough about that. Your Uncle Harry, his teeth, oh my God, he looks like a beaver that just chewed through a shit sandwich on a frosty Thursday night, for God's sake. They're, they're, they're brown and they're yellow, and they, you know, his teeth are like a street light. I mean, every day he wakes up, Angel, I don't know what color they're going to be, for God's sakes, you know. So I sent Uncle Harry over to the medical building, you know, and I said, Harry, you're going to go over to the medical building and you're going to get your teeth whitened. And I don't know if they're going to use a sandblaster or a chisel or you know, some kind of the, the chainsaw, for God's sakes, on your rotten 
Egyptian mummy mouth, for God's sakes. But So I sent him over to the medical building, and you know the building over on Downey Street over there, 1455. It's like a 16-story glass building, Angel, and everyone from our street, all the people in our community use it. You know how it goes. It's full of doctors and dentists and, you know, medical professionals. And they sent your Uncle Harry over to get his teeth whitened, for God's sake. And they said it would take about two hours, and he lays in a chair, and they put these apparatuses and these gels all over his, you know, his fungus teeth. And they, uh, when he's all done, his teeth are supposed to be nice and white, like Casper the Friendly Ghosts, a fat fucking uh, bulbous head, you know, Angel, and... So we're all excited, and I send him on over there, for God's sakes, and he comes back three hours later, and his teeth still look like somebody just, you know, got a can of paint and painted, uh, you know, the underside of a cannon in an old fort, for Christ's sake. I mean, his teeth are still blacker than Dracula's fucking uh, tonsils, uh, little angel puff, and I go... Harry, I thought you were getting a whitening. I thought you were getting those teeth bleached. And he said, he said, well, Ruthie, I, I went into the wrong floor. And I go, what do you mean the wrong floor? I go, did you get bleached or whitened or not? And he said, yes, I did. But instead of my teeth, I accidentally went and got my asshole bleached. And I'm, I'm, my jaw dropped open. I mean, you could have heard it hit the floor, Angel. I mean, I said, what did you say, Harry? And he said, Ruthie, I, I guess I, I, I had a momentary lapse of judgment or, or, or coordination or whatever it is. I mean, I'm 87, for God's sake. Cut me a break, Ruthie. And I said, Harry, there's a big difference between getting your teeth whitened and getting your, your anus bleached. And he said, I know. And I said, well, let me see the damage, for God's sake. And, you know, your Uncle Harry undid his belt, and he dropped his trousers. And I swear, a, you know, a, a flock of sparrows flew out of that fucking area, because I don't think he's, you know, nobody's looked down at Uncle Harry's uh, man pots in probably in 45 years. I mean, I'm sure there's some coffin dust down there, Angel. And so Harry pulls down his pants, and I say, bend over, Harry, let me see. And Harry, oh God, I hate to tell you this, Angel, but, I, you know, it's, it is what it is. He he, he bent over, and he, he, he pulled over. I said, open why He pulled open his, his oh, his ass chinks looked look like a couple of prunes that fell off of a sea turtle's uh, hemorrhoid cream truck. <laughs> I mean, Angel, it's... Yeah, the things I have to see, and sure enough, there's Uncle Harry's uh, bleached anus. I mean, uh, the, the old man got his anus. It, it, his eye, it looks like somebody punched an albino in the eye with a, with a brick, for God's sakes. I mean, here's this, this big, white, round thing. And I'm, I'm like, I thought I was in a blizzard, and I was staring into the eye of the, 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 the abominable snow monster from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon. I mean... This thing's just looking through the fog at me, Angel. And I'm like, oh, my God, Harry, your, your anus is so white. And he goes, I know. I don't know what to do. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I've got a panda eye, for God's sake. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then uh, if it can't get any worse, it always does with Harry. Harry's 
Oh, I'm losing my breath, Angel. Harry's bleached a noose. It winked at me. Oh, my God. I swear to God it winked at me. I felt like I was a young girl at Applebee's getting seduced by the greasy Uber driver over in the corner. And I know you're wondering, how does a bleach day noose wink? Well, Harry probably had some eggplant parmesan earlier that day, and he let out a he let out a, a dusty a dusty dildo Donny blaster or whatever. You, whenever an old man farts, I don't know what it's called, Angel, but I swear to God, his bleach day noose winked at me, and I almost threw up. And so. So now we've got to send Harry back. We've got to do a reverse anus bleach on his anus. And so we've got to darken up his anus, and we've got to get him in and get those teeth fixed because I'm telling you, his teeth look like he just chewed through, uh, you know, a box of crayons at Toys R Us. Well, the janitor was beating him on the head with a broomstick angel. Oh, my goodness. I know. I hate to labor you with all these goings on, but your uncle, Harry. Harry, can you say hi to your, your angel lumps over here? Oh, my God. He can barely talk. He's over there plucking hairs from his... Uh... Anyhow, Angel, I don't want to keep it. I thought you should know. Regardless, we're okay. Your Uncle Harry's a news is whiter than an Arizona snowstorm, and we're going to be fine. We're going to get it corrected, and hopefully we can send you a picture when Harry gets his shit-stained teeth all fixed up. Okay, Angel? In the meantime, I hope you're okay. We love it. We miss you so much, Dewdrop. Your Aunt Ruthie misses your little Dewdrop face. And I hope we hear from you soon. We love you, Harry. Say goodbye to your little angel over here. Uh, uh, Harry, get get your finger out of your anus. Oh, my God. He just stuck his finger in the eye of the albino buffalo. Oh, my. Get it out, Harry. Get your finger out of the buffalo eye. Oh, my God. Harry. Oh, oh, whoa. whoa. Oh, my God. Aunt Ruthie. What, what the hell kind of message is... Th Uncle Harry got his his butthole bleached instead of getting his teeth whitened? Well, you know what? I do not want to grow old. Can I just say that? I, I do not want to get old. The, the, the things that go wrong when you get old, that that is... Yikes! Ay, ay, ay. Let's 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 move on here. Holy corn on the cob! The Harland Highway. Crazy news stories. That's weird. Wow, that's strange stuff. Okay, let's 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 get into the crazy here. Why not? Can anything be crazier than Aunt Ruthie's voice message we just heard? I mean. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe this is crazier. Check out this story. Here's the headline, everybody. Mayor quits after saying ice shanties may bring prostitution. What in the name of teriyaki chicken? Um, if you don't know what an ice shanty is, it's, it's, it's the little hut that ice fishermen set up. And if you don't know what ice fishing is, it's when fishermen go out onto a frozen lake in the middle of winter, cut a hole in the ice, and fish. 
Um, why they do it, I don't know. I'm an avid fisherman, and I have no desire to sit over a hole in the freezing weather. But what they do is to avoid freezing to death, they put these little wooden huts up. They look like tool sheds over the holes, and they're very minimalistic. They have a bench inside and a, maybe a little heater and a little cooking gas stove or whatever. So here's where the mayor chimed in. He says, the mayor who suggested that allowing ice fishing shanties on a lake could lead to prostitution resigned Monday after days of being mocked and drawing national attention to the city. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert and his registration letter that his comments at city council meeting had been misinterpreted. Quote, my, in, my attempt to inject a bit of dry humor to make a point about this in the midst of a cold, snowy February was grossly misunderstood, Schubert said. During the discussion about whether to permit people to fish on the frozen city lake last week, Schubert said he wanted to raise some data points. Quote, does someone come back next year and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time? Schubert said, and if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. Now you've got the police chief and the police department involved. Well, let's break this down, please. First of all, again, I don't get the whole ice fishing thing. Did, did you not catch enough fish in the summer? Do you, do you really want to punish yourself and sit? I mean, if a lake's frozen... And to, to walk across a lake or drill a hole in a lake or put a shanty up, I think the, the ice has to be at least six inches thick. So that means it's really, really cold where you are. How, how much do you need to bite into a trout or a bass? How, how tasty is a fish that you're going to go through living frozen hell to put one in your stomach? You know, McDonald's has this thing called filet of fish at the drive-thru, and you can sit in your nice warm car and eat it. You, you can pull into your local grocery store and go to the fish market and get just about anything you want. You don't have to sit on a frozen lake in minus 30-degree weather getting frostbite waiting for a perch to come a-nibbling. What the hell's wrong with you? But... On the other side of the coin, wouldn't that fishing experience be so much more fun if you were having sex? <laughs> I mean, good night, Nelly Frittato, right? Now, I don't necessarily think you should be having sex with a prostitute, but that's none of my business. You can have it, you can have sex with the hole you carve in the ice if you want. And maybe that's what some of these freaks are doing. Maybe they're putting the shanty up so they can lay down on their fishing hole and do the old Humpty Dumpty. I don't know. People are weird. And, and, and for the mayor to have to resign because people took things the wrong way, which they do with everything nowadays. Everything is taken the wrong way nowadays. And everyone's looking to cancel or spoil someone's life or shame them or... Who knows what's going on with people these days? They're like a bunch of little crybaby school kids. 
But is it really out of the realm of imagination for people in an enclosed hut on the ice to have sex or even bring in a prostitute? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're human, if you follow the news, let's start if you're human, okay? Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, where are all the places you've had sex? Has it always been in the bedroom, at your home, missionary style? Oh, what, you've never done it in a car, you've never done it out in nature, you've never done it in a tent, you've never done it uh, in the office, you've never done it uh, in the bushes, you've never done Who knows where we've done it? Humans do it anywhere, man. If there's a place on this planet, whether it's a hot spring or a helicopter, somebody's done it. So why is everyone so shocked at the concept of someone having sex in a little cabin on a lake is so out of the realm of possibility. Stop acting so uh, noble. Humans are just like rabbits, man. They'll hump whenever they can. It's a primal urge. It's not even being a pervert. We're wired. We are wired. We are just as horny as every other species in the animal kingdom. But we just kind of put this mask on it and we kind of put this whole facade together that we're proper and prim, and yet, have you looked at any advertising lately? It's all sexual. Have you looked at Instagram lately? It's all sexual. Has everyone on the planet perused some porn on their computer? I'm betting you have. So don't play the prude card with me. If you've got a secluded cabin with a heater and some hot chocolate out on a lake where no one's around, why not? Pull them down and get to it. Hey, it's probably a great way to stay warm, okay? You ever get cold and you rub your hands together or you rub your, take your boots off and rub your toes or you jump up and down? Well, let me tell you, I think having uh, the old sexual intercourse would get the blood moving. I think that would create some heat. Can you just picture the steam coming off your bodies? It looked like you just crawled out of a forest fire, for God's sakes. Your hair's probably steaming and your skin. probably steam rising up off your butt cheeks and who knows where else. There's probably warmer places than your butt cheeks. I mean... We're talking like steam, people. We're talking like a kettle, a kettle going off on the stove in some areas of the body, I'm guessing. And then human nature being human nature, I mean, okay, some people do go to prostitution. I I assume it happens at truck stops. I assume it happens at hotels. I it, Who knows where it happens? But if it can happen in a hotel room or in the back of a a Mack truck while it's sitting outside of a a BP station somewhere, what is so wrong to think it could happen in an ice fishing hut? I mean, you know, is is the mayor really that off off the grid when when he suggests it's a possibility? And it sounds like he tried to cover it with, oh, I was just joking. But I don't think he was. 
But let's see what he says here. He says, Schubert later said his comments about ice shanties and prostitution stemmed from his experience as a television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies that have arrested people for prostitution in shanties. For prostitution in shanties. I kind of said that wrong. He said he was concerned about the potential for unintended consequences. Yeah, so that's not unrealistic. But, oh, ooh, how dare you? Oh, the shame you've brought on our little town. Ooh. I mean, it's just ridiculous that this is what a guy gets, he gets, he'll, he'll be let go for. And we're letting murderers and rapists and pedophiles out of prison after uh, two months for good behavior. But here's a, a, an honorable guy trying to serve his community and kind of throws up a, a warning flag about something that's a, a realistic possibility and he just let go. In his resignation letter, Schubert said, I love that his name's Schubert. I mean, it's, you know, that's like an ice cream, right? That fits in right in with the, the cold environment we're talking about. Raspberry Schubert said he felt he had completed his work as mayor and that he was nearing retirement. Quote, some in our community saw this as an opportunity to engage in the politics of personal destruction by means of character assassination, blaming me for the negative international press they helped to promote, he said. So you see, it, it, it probably is. And, and since when... Is it negative press? Have, when it, as human beings, have we stopped being able to laugh at ourselves? Are we, have we stopped being able to see humor in situations? Have we, can nothing be wrong anymore? Does everything have to be absolutely perfect according to the perfect police? This is a real thing that's a real possibility that a guy said out loud based on his his real-life experience as a reporter, and his obligation to his community as a mayor is to protect people from prostitution, is to protect women and young women from getting into the world of prostitution. It's, you know, so he's doing his job. Sometimes maybe the things you call out as a politician may seem weird or over-the-top or ludicrous, but You've trusted this guy to be your leader. You voted for him, and he's, he's got a legitimate concern. The other thing, y- y- you can't stop this stuff even if you are the mayor or the people. People are going to find a way. If people want a prostitute and a pike or a hooker and a halibut or a skank and a salmon or a slut... And a sea bass. I mean, you, you can't shut that down. It's, it's going to happen. People are resourceful. They're horny. They're human. They're wired in their DNA to procreate and have sex. And I don't know. So there you go. All you fishermen out there, make sure you put a bobber on it. Dress up warmly. And get ready to reel in your fish. Crazy news story. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. Give me time Wait, what, what's going on? Roger, what, why are you playing this song? 
This is Boy George, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> what the hell? That's why it's bloody hell, I'll tell you that much, mate. It, what? Is this Boy George calling in? Well, it isn't your fairy god sister, is it, Arlen? I mean, Jesus Christ, can't a guy phone his fucking friend anymore? What? Well, I didn't know you were calling in. What's what? What the hell's going on? Well, what isn't going on is the real question. <laughs> Good lord, have you been drinking? What if I is? And what if I isn't, eh? What, you can't talk to me if I got a little whiskey on my breast? On your breast? On on me breath, I meant to say. Oh, come on, man. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Well, I'm in the middle of a fucking crisis. And when when do I get priority over what you're doing? When is it? When does boy George get a priority call, eh? Well, I'm not trying to dismiss you, but wh- what do you mean you're in distress? Well, look at you finally coming around the bend like a fucking three-legged fucking zebra at a fucking four-legged camel contest, eh? What, what are you talking about? What kind of trouble are you in? Well, if you need to know, Arlen, I just landed in Los Angeles, eh? The city of Anals. The city of what? Anals. It's the city of angels. Well, it sounds a lot like anals to me. What do you want, boy George? Well, you don't have to snap at me. Why are you like a snapping turtle at the bottom of a swamp eating fucking rotten fish, eh? I'm not a snapping turtle. Now, what, what, what is going on, please? Well, I flew over here, Arlen, and it was one of the biggest bloody nightmares I've ever had in my whole life, I think I have to say, eh? Well, what do you mean? What, how hard can a flight from London to Los Angeles be? Well, it wasn't easy for me because I had to bring me service animal with me, eh? Oh, are you one of these people with a quote-unquote service animal? Yeah, that's right, uh, I've had a hard life, Arlen. I've had a very long, hard life, eh? Oh, really? A hard life? You're, a, you're an A-list celebrity. You've made billions of dollars off your your music. Well, it's not all peas and carrots and... Coconut and cream pie, Arlen. Being famous isn't easy, you know. I mean, just like it's probably not easy for you to keep your eyes straight in your fat, retarded head. Hey, watch it. Now, I'm here to listen, and I'm taking time out of my podcast for you, so... So so what? You, what do you want? A, a, a chocolate-covered sponge cake so you can soak the fucking dildo juice off your teeth? Would you knock it off? I don't have dildo juice on my teeth. Well, you probably will by sunset. Shut! What? What is happening with you and your service animal? 
Well, they, first of all, I took me service animal, and they, first of all, they wouldn't let me on the fucking plane with it, eh? Well, first of all, what kind of service animal do you have? I got one of these, uh, the Alice Cats, Arland. The what? The Alice Cats. The Airless Cats. Airless, like it's bold. It's a bold, it's one of those fucking key cats. It's got no air on it, on its old body, eh? Oh, a hairless cat. Well, hello, uh, hello, line four for fuckwit. So you tried to get on the plane with your service animal. Because as he was talking about earlier, fame's not an easy thing to handle. I mean, you try it, people coming up to you all the time, asking for selfies, asking for autographs, wanting to touch you. And you think that doesn't make me psychologically unsound, Arlen? Yeah, no, I think it does. Maybe you should have a service moose. How about that? Oh, now you got to make a joke about me, eh? Take it easy, boy. It's it's not boy, all right? I got two names. It's boy George. Now, if you say just one of them ever again, I'm going to fucking come over there, break a blot of ice over your head, and fucking make you suck meat out of a polar bear's fucking eye socket. Wow, you... What have you been drinking? May I finish me story? I called to get some friendly help from you. Finish! Well, I tried to get on the plane with me airless cat, right? Okay. And they said, you can't bring that on here. You're not allowed to have a pet on the plane. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then I said, it's a service animal, right? And, uh, yes, so? And then they look in me fucking bag at me airless cat. Okay. And they don't know what it is. They go, what the hell is that in there, then? Well, yeah, I mean, they're weird-looking animals. I, I probably wouldn't know what it is right away. You, you're not used to seeing a, a mammal with no fur, especially a cat. Yeah, well, that's what it is, all right? And they said to me, they go, what you got in there anyhow, boy George? Okay. And I said, it's me bald pussy. What? I said, I got me bald pussy in here. What? You... You... you, you well, you heard me, Arlen. Yeah, you had to try. I got a bald pussy. You told them you had a bald pussy. That's right, and it was a service pussy on top of it. A service pussy. That's right. It helps me get through the day when I can't manage. Boy. It's boy fighting, George. Now, you get it right, or I'm going to fucking buy a motorcycle, roll it over your fucking face five or six times, and then enter you in a fucking lasagna contest. You got that right, you fucking biatch. Stop calling me names. Now, I'm trying to be a friend here and help you. So what happened when you brought your bald... Pussy. Your... Pussy! Your bobcat onto the plane! Well, I finally fucking convinced them I had documentation, so I had like a fucking permit for me bald pussy. Can you just say hairless cat? 
Oh, stop being so fine. You fine Americans. All you do is fine talk about sex, and then all of a sudden you can't hear a story about me bald pussy. Carry on. Good Lord. So I finally gave me seat, and I get all settled in with me bald pussy. Okay. And we finally fucking take off, and you know, people are looking at me. They've never, they've never seen a bald pussy before, for Christ's sake. <sighs> okay, you get up in the air, you're up in the air. And everything's going fine, Ireland, and you know, the, they don't serve food no more on these fucking flights. You know, the, the fucking flight attendant comes by, would you like some fucking peanuts, Mr. George? Well, okay, you have a point there. It's gotten really cheap. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, oh, please, give me give me some fucking gourmet peanuts and I get a glass of fucking water to wash it down, for fuck's sake. Listen, can you watch the language, please, George? It's, it's boy fucking George. Now, listen here. I'm going to fucking climb up a fucking coconut tree. Find the biggest fucking coconut I could find. Fucking poke a hole in it with your fucking pointy face and squirt the milk all over your fat fucking ass. You got that, you pig? Watch your mouth. Jesus. Finish your story. So here I am. I've got fucking a glass of water. I've got a bag of fucking peanuts. And I'm riding through the sky with me bald pussy, okay? Yes. And all of a sudden, all and we hit some fine turbulence. Okay, that's common. Well, this was the worst I've ever felt. This fighting plane's bouncing up and down like a fighting fat woman at a Motel 6 on a fighting bed, right? Okay, can we lose the descriptive kind of... Well, anyways... So we're sitting in the seat, and shit's flying everywhere. I mean, fucking nuts are flying up in the air. What, the peanuts? That's right, yeah, me water's flying everywhere, and the guy in front of me had a a Coca-Cola or something. That flew over the seat, got all over me and me bald pussy. Okay, so it's it's just a little soda and some, some peanuts. Well, now I got me nuts all over me bald pussy, and I'm yelling at the stewardess. I'm like, stewardess, I got me nuts all over me fucking bald pussy, and the gent in front of me spilled his coke on it, and now I got a sticky bald pussy with me nuts all over it. Would you, oh my God, can you please... What kind of story is this? Well, I'm just trying to tell you. I mean, there was so everything was flying everywhere. So now I'm by my pussy screaming at the top of its fucking lungs. I mean, it's never been up in an airplane before, right? My bald pussy's like, sounds like somebody dropped a piano on a baby, for Christ's sake. Oh, my God. So I got me bald fighting pussy with me nuts all over it. It's all sticky. Now me bald pussy stuck to the seat. Your bald pussy stuck to the seat. That's right. I was pulling on it. I was past the flight attendant. I was like, excuse me. I hit the little button. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. She, I said, stewardess, could you help me pull me bald pussy off the seat? It's stuck. Oh, my, you got to be kidding me, boy. It's boy fucking joy. I have to tell you one more time. 
You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a fucking senior's home. I'm going to find the oldest fucking bag in a wheelchair I can find. And I'm going to fucking roll her right up your fucking ass. Would you watch your language, for Christ's sake? So now I got me bald pussy stuck to the seat. I got three flight attendants tugging on me bald pussy. And we can't get a fucking thing to move. And then all of a sudden, we had another fucking air bump. And me fucking bald pussy goes flying to the roof, sticks his claws in. Now me bald pussy's hanging upside down from the ceiling. Oh, my God. And one of the other passengers said, look, it's a fucking vampire pussy. It's hanging upside down. It's a bald vampire pussy. And they started screaming. And it fucking a nightmare at 30,000 feet. Oh, well, you are, I am out of breath just listening to you, for God's sakes. Well, this is what happens when you, all you want is a little pet with you so you can have a little bit of comfort, me poor little kitty. What is the name of this stupid cat, by the way? Well, it's a rescue cat, Arlen. He's a poor little rescue cat, and I found him. A tree fell on him. A little tree fell on him, and he was injured. Someone was chopping a tree, and it fell on him, and I rescued the little pecker. Well, that's nice of you. It was a, a little accident. A tree fell on it. Someone was chopping the tree. What, what did you say the cat's name was? Axe wound. Pardon me? Me bald pussy is axe wound. Axe wound. That's what I said. Well, you need a fucking... You need, a, you need me to send you a fucking fortune cookie or something, Arlen. You have a bald pussy named Axe... You have a, a hairless cat named Axe Wound? That's right. You got a problem with it. What do you want me to call him? Fucking Harry Belafonte, for fuck's sake? Oh, my God. You know what? I think we've heard enough. This is not really... I don't think there's anything I can do to help you. And then me berry pussy fucking fell off the ceiling and ran all the way to the back of the fucking plane. So now me hairy pussy's running down the plane. He runs into the restroom and he's sitting on the toilet. Me hairy pussy sitting on... I mean, me bald pussy. See, you got me all mixed up, all. You're drunk. I've heard enough of your bald pussy, your hairy pussy. This is not the type of conversation I want to have on my podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh, you fucking bastard. I'm going to get me bald pussy to sleep on your face, you fucking asshole. Goodbye, George. It's my fucking job. Oh, my God. Rod, why did you let him phone? I did not authorize that call. The guy takes a hairless cat. I... Go to a commercial. I got to catch my breath. Good Christ. Axe wound. Fresh is a walk through the woods on an early spring morning. Fresh is a gentle breeze that takes you by surprise. Fresh is simple with Summer's Eve, the most convenient disposable douche you can buy. This exclusive one-piece unit means there's nothing to assemble, and it's available in two fragrances or vinegar and water. The solution doctors recommend. With Summer's Eve, freshness has never been simpler. Wow. Okay. I, what, what do I even say? What I think we might have to c- close the show out right here. Or we, I think we're probably going to get shut down.
probably after after that fiasco. Um, thanks for being here. Before I go, even though I snuck in some announcements at the beginning, and please don't forget them. Don't forget my stand-up gigs. But there's another one I want to tell you about, and this one's really exciting. I just put out my latest book, which is called Crave, C-R-A-V-E, Crave. And it's another collection of my short stories. It's my second book. Uh, My first book was called Don't Look Under the Bed, a collection of short stories. But this new one that just dropped is called Crave. And it's a collection of, uh, of new short stories that I've written. And uh, they're real edge-of-the-seat type of uh, stories. One of them's about a dilapidated animal sanctuary and a giant uh, male lion that gets loose in the suburbs of uh, America. Uh, the other one's about a, uh, a girl who's suicidal. And the third one's called Crave, and it's a zombie story, but it's a new twist on a zombie story. And these zombies are unlike any zombies you've probably seen or read about anywhere. So uh, hopefully it's a great read. Hopefully you'll pick it up, and it's so easy to order. Just go to Amazon.com and type in, in the search bar on Amazon, just type in Crave by Harland Williams. And you can order a, uh, a hardcover of the book, or you can get a digital download for, for your, uh, your tablet, or you can even read on your phone. You can read the book on your phone, which is uh, great for airplanes or waiting for a bus or getting uh, your wisdom teeth removed, whatever you're doing. So I really hope you, uh, you pick up Crave and let me know what you think of it. Leave me a voicemail. The phone number for the podcast is on my website, harlanwilliams.com. Um, writing uh, in book format, in story format, is something fairly new to me. So I'm uh, not as secure in it as I am in my other endeavors. So I'm, uh, I'm open for listening to uh, the critiques. Or the praise, if you have any. I don't know. But it's a little bit of uh, new and weird territory for me. Um, But I'm uh, excited to present it to you nonetheless and and put it out in the world and just see uh, how it goes and if if people get something from it. Uh, That's art, right? Also, don't forget my uh, hand-drawn T-shirts at harbling.com, harbling.com. If you want to own a piece of art and wear it proudly, as you know, I uh, hand-draw right onto T-shirts with Sharpies, colored Sharpies, and you can own a Harland original piece of artwork and wear it around at harbling.com. These shirts are selling out almost as quickly as I can put them up there. So get on there and order yours today. And if you can't afford one of the originals, which are a little more pricey because they're original pieces of art, we also have prints of your favorite shirts at harbling.com. So look for those as well. And uh, and that's it, man. Um Keep your eyes peeled for some interesting news about the Harland Highway. I'm not going to give much away, but uh, there's some interesting interesting stuff in the air with the Harland Highway podcast. That's all I'm going to say right now. 
But I do thank you for being here. Spread the word. Tell your friends to get on the highway. They should, they, if you're laughing, they should be laughing. You want, you want to hog all the laughs to yourself? What are you, a dirty ice fisherman or something? Um, so that's it. Thank you so much for being here, all you uh, pavement pounders, ladies and gurgle glargans, and whoever's listening. I really appreciate you being here. Hope you had some fun. And uh, until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, sounds like another angel just got its wings. Trying to watch a child with no arms do a Rubik's Cube, for Christ's sake.